Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions, coming to you live from the studios at Grace FM at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. So a shout out to all our friends listening live on Grace FM up and down the front range, uh, all the way up, you guys up in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, looking forward to serving you all the way south of Colorado Springs into the Pueblo West area. And then we have the many stations, 70 or so stations coming to you live on the Radio by Grace Network. So grateful you guys have been calling in already and and owning this show as it's your own because we come into your community. And, of course, Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio, you guys have been with us for years. We're still coming to you guys one week delayed, but that really doesn't mean much in the sense that you're listening to this program. If you have a call, a question, call it while it's on the air. You're going to talk to a host live. We're going to answer the question so everyone hears it. And then for you guys on Hope FM and Truth FM and in Idaho, you guys can then listen next week to yourself on the radio, which is a kind of a cool feature. It'll be a bummer when it goes away as we work to go live on all our networks, but uh, it is great. And we, we this isn't just some state, some program that's coming to you from a studio somewhere. Uh, that doesn't want to build a relationship, doesn't want to connect with you, doesn't want to talk through the real hard things of life. Uh, We have different pastors that host every day, and we host it individually so that the conversation's between us. So uh, in my mind, you know, in my studio, we have chairs. In my office, we have chairs. And when I'm here, I can think through in my sanctified imagination of you just being across the table from me and we're talking, you know, we're on the phone, we're talking and able to um, answer whatever's on your mind. And if I have somebody came up after service last night and asked me a question, I said, I looked him in the eye and said, Hey bro, I don't know. And I said, if you called the show and asked, I'd say the same thing. That's a great question. The Bible really doesn't answer that question. So I don't know. And I won't, we won't make it up. Uh, And the emphasis of this particular program, it has been from the day that we launched it. There's a bunch of Bible answer programs and programs that you can get your Bible answers. And that's great. And what we can, we can answer. The Bible is our tool. However, this is a pastoral program. So it's the privilege or the opportunity, the privilege for us to be able to minister to you, the opportunity for you to talk to a pastor outside the pulpit and just talk about it and be connected, whether it's Jeff Figgs from Greeley, Colorado in the front of the end of the week, uh, Nick Cady from Longmont, Colorado at the end of the week, or me from Aurora here in the middle of the week, uh, we get to talk about the things of the Lord, and you get to ask a pastor, and, and let's talk about it, pray together, 
I want to remind everyone, I'm going to start off the program. So give me a call. I didn't mention the number yet, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, and then the text number 24-7. This is a 24-7 number available to you for prayer requests, and for this hour of the day, Monday through Friday, you can use it to reach the show, You can because it's right here. It's going to click right here in front of me, 720-336-0897. I want to give an update on uh, Zach Adams. I shared this yesterday uh, with our church, and I want to say I may have shared it online. I don't uh, on the air. I don't remember, but you know, new people, different day, new people listening. I want to share. Zach Adams is a friend of mine uh, from uh, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, He is the son of Pastor Sandy Adams. Uh, who's in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and he has been in the hospital now uh, for 24 days with significant, serious COVID complications. So I'm inviting you now to be praying for Zach, his wife Jessica and his children, his dad Sandy, his mom uh, Kathy, and then he has some siblings that I haven't met, but I know he has some siblings. Uh, But Sandy Adams is one of the first Calvary Chapel pastors. Uh, His son Zach was a youth pastor there. Um, I had the privilege of meeting him when I was in Georgia teaching at a conference. We became friends, uh, and uh, just a just a great young man. And he contracted COVID, and now he is uh, in the hospital. Here's the update from his mom. Uh, he's resting while listening to the Book of Matthew sermons and worship. Uh, Zach is stable, quote unquote, with some ups. Kidneys are beginning to work again, and downs, unable to come off any sedation. Maintaining heart rate, blood pressure with oxygen saturation level uh, is a science of balance. He is now receiving ventilator support through a tracheotomy and feeding tube in the stomach. And we have seen God keep our son in his caring, loving, healing hands, grateful for the prayer of the faithful saints. We hold fast to the support of so many of you. This road will be long, but God's carrying Zach and we find peace uh, with Sandy Adams, Jessica Adams, and Kathy and the family. So the family's rallying around, every member of the family's rallying around uh, with hope. And uh, it is when people lose hope or discourage hope or think about things that have nothing to do with the life that's in front of them uh, that really bad decisions are made. Trust me, bad uh, decisions. So grateful for this family, um, his wife just clinging to hope, not giving up in any way. And we're praying that Zach will wake up. And you know, I've been texting him uh, on his phone. I know he's not seeing it, but you know, all the studies of someone in a coma say that they can. I mean, some they can hear very distinctly, even though they can't animate themselves. Uh, that was a recent study. So you know, I remember as well uh, when my son was in a coma. We was there. We were there twenty four seven on shifts. I put uh, you know his favorite music up on his head. I'd be talking to him. I pray with them. I joke with them. Um, and so we want Zach to wake up, uh, and, uh, so far he's got a lot of, uh, advantages going for him and it's so good. So, uh, J- J- Joman as well, I got an update from Kim this morning. Um, we've all been following, uh, uh, Joman. Let me just read the update real quick and we're just going to kick off our program praying for him. Uh, there are encouraged, he had surgery today, put in the trach. Uh, there was encouraging changes He's on day 21 of being on a ventilator. It's hard to believe, 
Thanks for continued prayers. We need them. So we want to pray for Joman. I haven't heard any update on Marlon, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's doing well because he did get discharged. And I, I think I would have heard if, if things would have gone south. So join me in a prayer, would you? And what I've been teaching our church is, and I, and I showed it last night. It was pretty evident last night in our midweek Bible study where whenever I'm mentioning names, you too have names. You have people that you're praying for. You have people that you love. You have people that are in crisis. So when you hear a prayer requests like this, I want you also, please, to include your names, your mom, your dad, your uncle, your coworker, you know, like we have in our church uh, here at Calvary, Jill, uh, Precious Jill, who's the administrator of our school. She, uh, her dad just passed away. And so she has a memorial uh, for coach. That's, I never did get to meet him. Uh, uh that I remember he might've been in a service, um, but not really get to know him. So it's better to say that, but I read an article of, of him and he's, he was a very prominent coach in Eden, Colorado. So all that to say, when you pray, pray for the names too, would you? And so last night, just to show everyone, uh, the few hundred people that were at Bible study last night, um, I asked them just for a show of hands, uh, how many have names too? And every hand went up and I asked them, look around, everybody has names and may our names increase all the more may people drop off the list because of answered prayer and then we can add more and uh, so father i do pray for the names uh, that we're thinking of you know we're praying for uh, jill and her family as they enter into a time of grieving and mourning with the memorial on monday and coaches jill's mom um, who is still there i think of uh, joe man lord strengthen him get him out of the hospital get him off that ventilator i pray for zach wake him up lord strengthen him Thank you for the all the decisions, you know, just even the tracheotomy. Um, what a great decision uh, that his wife made. Uh, and what a great decision that their, his wife and family are making to uh, wait, to wait, and to wait, and to wait, and to wait with hope and prayer. Uh, and so I look forward to the day of flying out there and giving that man a big hug uh, and encouraging him in the Lord. And so we just pray for these and many more, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. North Glen, Colorado. Shauna, you're on line two. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, sir. Um, You're welcome. So I'm going to say a name that's going to bring back a lot, and I haven't followed up, so I'm not sure what the current situation is. Gino Teresi. Yes, you know, the last update that I got from Gino is that he was strong. Uh, Are you talking about his sickness? Um, I wasn't, but I'm glad okay, to know so, that fast yes. forward 20 years <laughs> that he's strong. Years he's strong, you know. 20 years ago, I was listening to Crosstalk, um, and he yes. helped me leave the yes. Catholic Church and yes. truly discover the love of Jesus. Um, so I just wanted to say huh. that I have been praying for you. I stumbled across this. And I know it wasn't a stumble. It was sure. God leading my steps. And uh, hearing you brought back all those memories. And so you have been special in my prayers because it matters. I am a single mother um, yes. struggling to find love. I know I have the love mm. of Jesus. Of I still need hugs, reassurance, reassurance encouragement, um, not finding that very readily, but leaning closer to Jesus. And so I just wanted to say thank you. You're welcome. Someone you don't know, someone you've never met prays for you and 
really, really appreciate everything that you do. I know it's hard. I know being a pastor is hard, and I pray for you and thank you very much for what you do. You're welcome. Let me give you an update on Gino, okay, because a lot has changed in 20 years. (laughs) Uh, So Gino Gino is still uh, hosting his radio program. It's on right now on the other station in here in Denver on 94.7. And he has a two-hour program that starts at 4 and goes to 6. So he's still doing his program, uh, as strong and as smart as ever, probably smarter than than ever before. And he has also stepped away from pastoring uh, Calvary South Denver. Uh, He made the transition a couple years ago, and now his son, Jonathan Geraci, is the pastor at Calvary South Denver. And the transition went phenomenal. The church is super strong. Gino's super strong. He's He is doing what he is. I mean, he was an excellent pastor and teacher, of course. But there, he was also uh, and is also a phenomenal conference speaker. Uh, he God uses him in a unique way to connect with people right away and teach. So without the pastoral responsibilities now, he's able to be participate in a lot more conferences. He's busy, busy, busy. He's been out here to teach meat for me for a few times. So he is doing well. He was sick for a little while. He's stronger. Um, you know, he's feeling his age, he told me. I mean, but I mean, aren't we all? Yeah. And Indeed. But Gino's doing Indeed. great. Still walking Aww. with the Lord, finishing his race. Yes, I want to finish well. Um, struggling <clears throat> with being a rank sinner. Um, and I know what the Bible says, and I also know that Satan loves to use his, the word against me. It blows my mind, and yeah. try have to dig in my heels a little more, like I do. I, you know, God is love, and the devil gets in my brain and says, "If he loves you so much, why have you never found love?" You know, it's it's mm. the endless mental game, and I just need to be stronger. And I'm trying every day, every day, a little bit stronger to lean into Jesus, which is why. I'm so thankful for you because I just... Well, let me pray for you. Let me pray. Father, I pray for my sister as she, in her singleness, uh, is desiring to find uh, and to receive that love uh, from a mate. So I pray for that perfect man that is going to be a wonderful compliment to her. Uh, and, And as she waits, God, that you would establish and strengthen her. It's a battle as she shares. And I know many listening in, male and female, have a similar uh, element of spiritual warfare. And so I just pray for them. I pray, God, that you would minister to Shauna. And even just going down memory lane with ministry of 20 years uh, of faithfulness, 20 years of walking with the Lord um, through the faithfulness of a man um, by the name of Gino, who's ministered to so many of us. So bless her. Bless Pastor Gino and Jonathan and Calvary South Denver. Use them greatly for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, a cavalry is opening opening up right down the street from me. So if you are ever in North Glen at the brand new cavalry, I hope I hear about it. <laughs> well, and who I is may it? have to go visit. Um, I do have a very good biblically based church. It's Flatirons. Um, okay. So it's it's there, but you can never get too much Jesus. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the new church plan in Thornton because there's already a couple there. So I'm curious what cavalry that is. Me too, and I, I've been seeing it every day, and it just says Calvary, and I'm like, is this uh-huh. the same Calvary? Because I actually used to drive from North Glen to see Gino for three years. Um, if you if you can safely take a picture of it, you know, pull oh, over, take a picture yes, of it, and send it to me, I'll tell you if it's if it's one of the Calvary chapels. Okay, 
Awesome. That All would right. be awesome. Okay. Thank you. And then do you want me to text it to the text prayer number? No, no. Send it to my email. Oh, um, email. email it okay. to ed yeah. at edtaylor.org. Okay. Awesome. And then okay, I thanks. will dive a little bit deeper on some of my battles because I know I need Good. It, counsel. Why I need to seek counsel, wise counsel, because it's very very difficult. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. Thank you for your program. Thank you for your words, and have a great evening. Okay, bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Let's go cross-country now to Aberdeen, Maryland. Welcome to the program. Marshall. Hey, Pastor Ed. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Um, you know, I talked to you about a month ago, so yes. I always enjoy it. Sometimes I just like to get in a room with you and just sit down and we can chat. Um, I have a comment. I, oh, that was my comment. You know, I appreciate you. I'd like to, I'm listening a week behind, so I just heard the young lady you spoke to about Gino and the things yes. she was saying about you, and I just would like to, um, you know, um, just jump on that one. You know, pray for you. We appreciate, I appreciate you, and I really am getting a lot out of your Be the Church, and especially the A Well Church, a yes. church that works up to evangelizes, lives, I mean, loves and learns. So yes. um, you're really cool. deepening my walk with Christ because, I mean, you're you're just straightforward. You know, you're down to earth, <laughs> you're practical, and you tell it like it is, and you just let people know. And um, it, you're very refreshing, and it's very helpful. Um, uh, the question I have is, I've noticed, uh, I was listening to Lloyd uh, Pulley today. I think yes. you know him. I think he's in, um, he's on the East Coast. And he was talking yes. about uh, the, par- the parable of the seed sower and then why Jesus, um, you know, talked in parables, but he gave them insight. And the par- yes. he said the reason the parables were because if Jesus told them exactly what was going on, then they would know and they would be accountable. But by doing parables and they not know, they they're, they they can't be blamed for not knowing. And so their punishment would be less than those who know and don't do. And they kind of that kind of also goes with the uh, parable of the wicked servant, where the at the end where it goes, if you know what to do and you don't do it. Uh, then you should get a severe beating. But if you don't know what to do and you do wrong, then your beating would be less. So that almost sounds like, you know, if you don't, if you're not going to heaven, but you go to hell, your punishment won't, there's different degrees of punishment. I mean, I would think hell is just hell, and that's just terrible. So, and Which is interesting because there definitely are degrees of punishment. They're not laid out or spelled out for us, but there are definitely uh, eternal rewards for some and not for others based on their behavior here on earth. You know, nations will be judged by how they treated Israel. You and I will be at the Bema Seat Christ where uh, things that we have done will, will be like gold, silver, and precious stones and other things that we have done will be judged by fire and it's like wood, hay, and stubble and it just disappears. Uh, so that there is there is a a variation of rewards and there's also a variation of judgment, you know. And I think that it's enough for us to say, uh, just in human human speaking, that to be eternally with God is great, to be separated from God is horrible. And how can there possibly be de- be degrees? Uh, but remember, 
even from the teachings of Jesus, uh, he had spoken about those that stumble these little ones, and he gives them um, he gives them, hey, it'd be better if a millstone was was around their head, around their neck. Like, and he doesn't say that for every sin, but he does say that for stumbling the little ones. Uh, and I think uh, I want to think um, there was another example that came to mind. Um, you know, the 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 he talks about the. In Matthew chapter 12, he talks about the men of Nineveh are going to rise up in judgment with this generation um, because there's a greater than Jonah that's here, greater than Solomon. Um, there was another another example that I can't think of right now, but there definitely are intimations in the scriptures of a greater judgment and greater rewards. Are you Hello? still with us? Yeah. Oh. Can you hear me? Lost you for a second. Now you're back. Yes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, well, wasn't that the Sodom and Gomorrah compared to, like, the same? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yep. So, so like, you know, you know what they are. That, say, how, can you, how can you get a worse punishment than what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? <laughs> you know? I know. So, anyway, I was just kind of what your take was on that, because it seems to me the eternal punishment is, is horrible and, you know— <laughs> Horrible is horrible. You know, is, are there degrees of horrible? I don't know. Well, somehow, you know, I think in the in the infinite wisdom of God, there is, there. I think the point, you know, whether we try to figure out what that is, because it's hard to consider, right? But, but I think the motive while we're alive, you know, when you're teaching someone that's alive, it becomes a warning. It becomes a an encouragement or a motivation it becomes a exhortation like we can like there's nothing we can do after the fact but for those us that are alive um we can do a lot starting today like we can do a lot by heeding the warning taking the encouragement or exhortation uh so that man you know think about it that this it, it also speaks to so that number 1 and the number 2 i think it also speaks to the justice of god right because there is that there is that resistance to the gospel today by so many that say, but I'm a good person. And then, of course, yeah. what what do we do with that? We start talking about, well, who are you comparing yourself to? I mean, compared to so-and-so, you're an angel, but compared to Jesus, you'll never measure up. And I think that the, 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 the levels of judgment also speak to the justice of God, that nothing, you know, even the guy that you compare yourself that make you look good, He's going to get a greater judgment because he lived a greater life of sin. Uh, and then the the other person, you know, Jesus Christ, of course, or, you know, those that might be more godly in our lives or more holy or whatever it might be, they're, they're just a better example of following Christ. Um, justice will be meted out at the cross. And I think it reminds us that even the things that we're experiencing now are not ignored or missed by God himself. You know, it brings up the question, though. Also, how do you how do you evangelize to church going people who aren't saved but think they are because they're going to church? You know, that's that's harder than really people who aren't going at all. You know, who aren't saved and don't know anything about it. You know, well, it is it is and it isn't. I I would agree. Like, there's a part of it where uh, I when I when I think of that, it, I I try to simplify it for our church. You know, this is 
we have a large church. We have three services. We have really four services, people coming, um, visiting all around. So from time to time, not just the people that call this church their home, but the people that come through or listening on the radio that we're connected with around the country, I, I put it this way. If you say you're saved, then we're going to treat you like you're saved and hold you to a biblical um, accountability. If you say you're saved and you act like an unbeliever, then we're going to treat you like an unbeliever and we're going to evangelize you and exhort you and we're going to take the word of God and apply it into the lives of your hypocrisy and all of that. And then if you are unsaved and you live like you're unsaved, then we're going to we're going to evangelize you as well. Like we're going to love you, care for you, hold you, you know, bring you to a biblical account. And so for the people that are in front of us, we don't there aren't many options. There's just a few options. We're going to use the Bible. We're going to speak to them and we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit will get to the heart of the matter. Um, Of course, a person that has deceived them, the worst deception is self-deception. Uh, and, and yet self-deception is not hopeless, you know, for the believers in our churches and in, in that, that are playing around, messing around. Um, you know, there'll be times where God just really gives me as a pastor a strong exhortation, a strong warning. Um, but since you're listening a, a, a week later, Yesterday on our program, you'll hear it next week, but yesterday on our program, a brother calls up and he says, and I notice he's in Aurora, uh, and so I, I, you know, I just take note where you are, like Aberdeen, and, and I'm talking, and he goes, you know, uh, what's the biblical definition of marriage? I'm living with my girlfriend uh, and uh, my fiance, and I want to know, but I've been dragging my feet, and he had heard a Bible study on Grace FM here uh, from one of the pastors here in Colorado. It brought a little bit of conviction to him. Uh, that led him to the phone call. So we're talking and, and you know, I'm saying, hey, um, you have children in the house. Um, go get married. Come to the church. If you're in town here, come. And I said, do you go to church? Do you, do you go to our church? And he goes, yeah, I'm there on Sundays. And, and so here's a guy in our church that has been living with his girlfriend. And, and then, boom, the Lord spoke to him. It was at his timing you know, it doesn't approve all the past, but we can't change the past now. I've got I got the brother in the moment, and I'm like, well, hey, we got pastors here. Come in, talk to one of them. Let's get a marriage license. Let's get you guys married. You can stop sinning right there, uh, and and then we'll take you through premarital, and we'll help you guys have a successful marriage. And and so here's a here's an example. And I don't know, you know, I don't I don't know him like personally yet, um, but. Let's just say he's been in our church for a year. He's been living in sin for a year. He's been listening to Bible studies, singing songs for a year. And God has been graciously patient with him to the point that now we get to be a part of. Now, of course, if I heard about that a year ago, the day he walked in, I'd give him the same counsel. Um, but I would want to build a relationship. I would want him to receive it. I'd say I would want, I would, I would want to walk him through to get, I'm taking people to be whole and right with the Lord. And I like what Jude said, and we're coming up on the break, but I like what Jude said. Remember what Jude said? He said, on some have compassion, making a distinction, and on others, pull away from the fire, uh, hating even the garment that's defiled by the flesh. And so that tells me, even in the midst with false teaching and um, you know people caught up on things, I need to make a distinction and how I minister to someone. And if I'm going to make a distinction, then I've got to get some time to get to know them. 
Yep, that's true. Uh, before you go on break, real quick, I'd like a prayer request. Uh, and okay. uh, you know, like you were talking to the young lady, you like to do names, and I do too. If someone asks for prayer, kind of generally, I always ask for the name because I believe you should put the person's name in front of God. So. I have a business associate and my wife. They suffer from the same disease, and I didn't even know this till I told my wife about the other person. Uh, they both have raynoids, which is a, a suffering of extreme cold, um, and their hands and feet get numb, and they have trouble doing things. And um, okay, so it's Jessica, and my wife is Azure, and my wife also has fibromyalgia and uh, angioedema, but she gets up. She's like the. Uh, person who's fasting she gets up every morning washes her face goes out you don't know anything's wrong with her and you know mm. there's other people we know who are work who are less off than her who are on full disability so okay you hear the music but first first up on the second half i'll i'll, I'll be praying for them okay welcome back to calvary live Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the Calvary Live. This is the second half of the program. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions today. I have a full show, full line, so good. Uh, welcome everyone listening live on Grace FM and the Radio by Grace Network. Uh, covering literally millions of people. And and then you add to that Hope FM and Truth FM, again, more uh, millions of people. And then our friends over in Boise, Meridian, Idaho, Radio by Grace, or Higher Rock Radio, I should say. Um, welcome, guys. Uh, Grace FM, Radio by Grace, you guys are live. You're listening to it live. Uh, and everyone else is listening to it on one-week delay. And uh, it is a good good opportunity to be with you. Uh, so let me just pray. I, hopefully I pronounce the names right for the call prior to the break. Father, I pray for Ajur and Jessica by name, uh, asking for you to touch their bodies uh, with this very unique disease that is annoying and painful. Would you touch them and strengthen them and help them? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, where are we on the phone lines? All right. Okay, let's go over down to Colorado Springs. James, welcome to the program. James, are you with us? Okay, James, I'm, I'm sorry we didn't... Okay, you're with us. Welcome to the program. Yes. yes. Um, so I've got a prayer request um, for my, my mom and, and uh, my family. And okay. um, I guess I might even take this opportunity to ask a question. Um, okay. For the prayer request, uh, so my father passed away. He died like um, two Saturdays ago. And um, then my uncle, the same night that my father died, um, he had a massive stroke, and then he died three days later. And then my mom's friend um, from church who had cancer just died yesterday. Um, so oh, my mom's plate's pretty full right now. It is, yes. Um, that's really hard. Um, let's pray for her. Father, I pray for James' mom right now, and even James. I could hear it in his voice uh, as well, uh, losing his dad and 
seeing the pain with his mom. So I just pray. Uh, I, I was thinking of this since for someone else today, and now I pray it into this family. Your word says that you're the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, uh, so that when we receive uh, the comfort, um, we can then comfort others. But we're really not able to comfort others, Lord, until we receive yours. And uh, you're the, and and that, and then God, you're the God of all comfort. So that means every uh, comforting word, every comforting person, every single uh, source of comfort is you. And so I pray that into this family in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And I also want hey, to bef- thank God for the fact that you know I asked a little bit more time with my dad, but he yeah. just gave me a little bit more and. Okay, good. I was able to fly home and um, be there with my father and uh, um, have an opportunity to be there. He waited for me. Um, I asked him wow. to, um, That's and great. he was able to um, do that for me. Um, and then, <laughs> That's what a gift. Okay, so before, before we get to your question, uh, I just want to point out a resource to you that's free and super important on the topic of grief. It's, it's a website. And it's a class, and there's some resources there. But if you go to griefshare.org, griefshare.org, there's some really good resources that can minister to you, that can help you help your mom, can help your mom. uh, And there's some really good stuff there that right away can help you immediately. Um, And... If you email me, I'll send you some books that have really helped me in the last nine years uh, with the grief in my life. And the, you know, I, I can I've, I've read a lot, and not everything's good. So these things are the best of the best of everything I read. Okay. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was really hard for my my mom and my brother. They uh, they couldn't be there all day and I I was able to do it um yeah. so I was there all the way to the end um oh, for man. my father I feel and bad it's kind that of bittersweet isn't it it's 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 bittersweet because um yeah well I'm glad you were buddy yeah I got a little interaction what's your morning. question I was able to give him water with a sponge for about two hours and huh. he was responsive but that afternoon um yeah, he it, he went downhill pretty quick. Um, wow! He knew I was there, and I got that, and yes. God gave it to me, and I and I needed it, so it was good. Right. <laughs> um, and then I guess, and all on top of all that, my one of my my ten year old twins got COVID. So, <laughs> oh man, it, yeah, it kind of keeps coming, but he's all right. He's just feeling like a cold mostly, um, so that's good. Um, my question is, um, I'm dating a woman who's a seven day Adventist and she's really focused on like definitely having the Sabbath being the Saturday. I know this is kind of like maybe a little bit of a different question after I just asked for the, what I asked for, but, um, I'm just, just curious. I grew up, um, in the Lutheran church, um, and, uh, been in the military and I went to a, you know, multi-denominational, just Protestant. So I got a potpourri of everything. Um, okay. uh, so I never really thought about the Sabbath as being on a Saturday as opposed to Sunday. 
and not really thought about it being I feel bad about saying this, but that that important is as, yes. as opposed to believing in Christ as the the truth, the way, you know, and the only way um, to get to the Father. Um, right. So I don't know. I'm just trying to feel this out to see how much of a <laughs> conflict I might be running into or not. Um, but okay, she's a really well. sweet woman and a really good woman, so... If that is a issue already, then there are many other issues that go along with that within Seventh-day Adventism. Um, We would uh, call that at the very least a very legalistic way of viewing uh, their their relationship with God. Some people go as far to to say that they are cultish, Um, but I put them in the category of, you know, they they are living by works, uh, which... Uh, is very challenging. They follow a a person uh, that uh, they they deem their prophetess and someone that they would rather follow than the scriptures. So here's what I would suggest you do. If you, again, email me, remind me of this conversation, I'll send you the resources on grief. I'll send you a very specific Bible study on the Sabbath. And then I will also send you a, a website on Adventism from a friend of mine, a pastor in Phoenix, who left Seventh-day Adventism. He was very much a part of it, very much. He was a pastor within Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, he is now a Calvary Chapel pastor, and he writes and collects extensively on understanding Seventh-day Adventism. And it'll give you an opportunity to talk to her, to find out where she really sits, and does she really believe that works save her? Does she believe in the grace of God? And um, Because it will lead to future challenges. Um, the idea that you know, the Sabbath, God never intended the Sabbath to be the day where you show up to the synagogue, you know, or like today, you can only go to church on Saturday like that. That's totally, completely man-made. It is not biblical in any way whatsoever. Um, the, the keeping of the Sabbath was not a day to show up to corporate worship. Uh, the keeping of the Sabbath was a day of rest to honor God from his creative order. Like that is one of the commands that God gave to the Jewish people in the old covenant that no longer applies today because Jesus Christ is our Sabbath. But I go through very detailed um, in our Bible study because it's such a common question. And I know it'll answer most of your questions and give you some things to talk about with her. You know, not not necessarily argue with her. Just talk to her about him. Yeah, I mean, we're, it's not a hard thing to have a conversation with her, and she doesn't yeah. really eat meat or anything of it. You know, no pork and stuff like that. Which she doesn't really have an issue with me. You know, it doesn't become like a hardcore conflict or nothing. Yeah. But, but um. And- I just, I just not really familiar with the Seventh Day Adventists, and I did a little bit of research. And I know some of the history in the 1800s about it, yes. um, but mm-hmm. I don't know how it is. Um, I don't know because I don't know if it was similar to how the Mormon Church and how my friends with that. I've had I have friends that are Mormons, and I know that a little bit about that, and that once. There's a lot more to yeah. them than the surface. 
Yes, I, w- I would so, say they're they're definitely in two different categories. I know people would disagree with me on that, but they're definitely in two different categories. Uh, the Seventh Day Adventists, I believe, do worship the biblical Jesus. The Mormons don't. However, the process, how they do that, what they believe about salvation, is super concerning. And the fact that they would allow someone else uh, to influence them, I w- I'm going to say the name, but I'll probably get it wrong. So let me just get the right name here. Uh, so I can say it. Last time I said I did it wrong, and her name is, um, is it Ellen uh, G. White? I think it is. I think it's Ellen G. White. Uh, is yeah, there? Her brother was like a pastor or something in the in in their church or whatever when it began. I think. You know, we just don't follow people that claim to be prophets, prophetesses, people that claim to speak to angels and have been to heaven. That's all nonsense. It's not biblical in any way. It's someone wanting to take authority over you. In this case, they created a whole new religion. Um, and and so, yeah, there's a lot to be said. I can help you with that. If you email me, I give you enough resources to keep you busy for a long time. <laughs> okay. I appreciate all right. it. All right. Bless you, brother. I'm sorry you for your loss. I know it's hard. Yeah, I- it's one day at a time kind of thing. That's right, it is. And the Lord will give you strength day by day. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Uh, 303-690-3000. Let me cl- do a little bit of house cleaning uh, for my sister that was up in North Glen, Shauna. That Calvary you see is not a Calvary chapel. There is another family of churches that unfortunately have adopted the phrase Calvary in the city creating and they've been creating a lot of confusion uh for a long time. I don't think they intended to. So they're 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 legitimate Baptist churches. Uh, they have a revitalization effort to revitalize churches. Uh, they are legitimate uh God-fearing, God-loving people, but they are very different than the Calvary chapels. So uh they've got a couple of Calvaries right here in Aurora uh and uh, they were planting one up north or starting one up north, and they put their signs out on the street that said Calvary Aurora, and it was confusing people because we've been in this community. I mean, you can choose, anybody can choose whatever name they want for their church. It's not, we don't own names, um, but they were creating a lot of confusion, uh, and I was having people coming in going, Ed, did you guys start a campus? No. Um, they have a different view of of leadership structure within the church. They uh, have a different view many times. I mean, I, I don't know, I can't say it's monolithic, but... They have a different view of the um, charismatic gifts of the Spirit, uh, and they call themselves the Calvary family, and, uh, but they're not. It, they're part of the broader family of God, and they're our brothers and sisters, but they're not the Calvary Chapel, and they're not. They don't adhere to the distinctives of Calvary Chapel because they're Baptist churches. And the brother, I forget his name, started it. Um, started this mo- this um, this movement of revitalizing churches. It's, it's just a phenomenal. Um, thing. He's raising up men, pastors, deploying them, revitalizing churches. But the Calvary that's up in North Glen is not a Calvary chapel, the one you're seeing, Shauna. Uh, the Calvaries up in that area would be in, um, uh, you've got, um, you have uh, Jeff Kramer in the Westminster area. You have Nick Cady up in Longmont. You have John Nunnally which is Legacy Christian Fellowship up in that area. You have Front Range Calvary, which is Craig. So here's the thing. You're looking for a Calvary chapel. 
you can go to our website, gracefm.com. This is around Colorado, gracefm.com, and we have a list of churches we're in fellowship with. Um, and I, that, that means Calvary Chapels. But I'm sure Calvary North Glen's a great church. I'm sure they're going to do great things. They're formerly the First Southern Baptist Church of North Glen, so they're revitalizing, and we pray blessings on them. Um, it's just a confusing name that they've chosen. Um, but it's not, I mean, you know, if you're looking for a Calvary chapel, um, you walk into these, you'll probably know right away whether it is or not. 303-690-3000. Loveland, uh, I'm sorry, no, we're going to Michael in New Jersey. Michael, line two, welcome to the program. Hey, Michael, you're on the air. I'm sorry, I waited too long for you, brother. Now to Loveland, Colorado, line one is Sue. Welcome to the program. Hello. 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 Hello, yes, you're on the air. Yes. You may need to turn your radio down. Okay. There's a slight delay, so that's what you're hearing, the delay. Okay. Can you hear, is is that better? Uh, I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me like I'm talking to you straight up? Yes, yes. Okay, great. What can I do for you? Okay, I was inquiring. I, I listened to a gentleman out of Tennessee. Uh, his, uh, I'll just shoot his name out there. Is Greg Locke. And what got me listening to him is he's into the, uh, a tent revival. And I started listening to him during covid and I liked him more and more. And then, like, these last couple weeks, he's been preaching on deliverance, okay, and casting out demons out of, out of you know, folks, out of um, people in his congregation that, I mean, people that he's never met, somebody just says, you know, I, I've got this going on and that going on, and they start praying, okay. and he starts saying, you know, the demons are coming out of this person. Okay. So can I just interrupt for a second? I just want to take you down a road because I'm familiar with Greg, and I want to ask you a few questions before I give you an answer, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, Sue, do you, did you call this radio show because you trust me? Yes. And... Would you be willing to listen to me if I say something that's very hard for you to hear? Sure. Okay. So you if if I was you, you were my mom or my sister or my friend, I would say stop listening to this man. He is not good for you. His theology is not healthy. He is mean-spirited. He teaches false things. Of course, the latest thing, whether you've heard it or not, the latest thing that he said is that autistic children are demonized. There ain't no such diagnosis in the Bible, end quote. This guy is so far off from representing Jesus Christ that I'm concerned that his teaching was attractive to you to begin with. Okay, so I listened to him last night, and he backed up his statement saying about the autistic statement he made, and he backed it up. He can't back that up. He can't back that up. I mean, he He can't back up his mean-spiritedness. 
He can't back up his mean-spiritedness. He can't back up his causticness. You know, you remember the 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 rep reflections of someone that's filled with the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. I'm not saying that that may not manifest in different personalities. It certainly does. But this man couldn't possibly back that up from the scriptures at all. He's not helpful to the body of Christ. He's not helpful to your spiritual life. And I'm not entirely sure why his teaching is even attractive to you, Sue. Well, I mean, because at first, you know, just what political, I guess, you know, and I I was brought up, you know, you don't discuss like religion and political all in the same, you know, you keep them separate. Okay. So I guess what's, what's going on in the world and what's been happening. um, And I guess, you know, he was there um, January 6th and what, he was trying, you know, trying to do there, and that they were trying to throw him in jail. So of course, you know, I got pulled in. But there's some yeah. things that I was just kind of a little bit on the not yes. <laughs> assurance of it. Well, and I think that you know it's really neat that that you describe it that way because I would totally agree with you. There is a whole segment of Christianity today that's believers that are frustrated with the way things are, frustrated with the government, frustrated with p- the political realm, frustrated with mandates, on and on it goes. It's it's a very challenging time for us to be alive. And and be, and how we respond to the challenging time is going to really dictate the direction of our life. And it's easy to, it's easy in difficult times like this. It's been a very hard two and a half years. It's easy in these two and a half years that... To, to find ourselves in a position of, man, I could easily get off track of what's important. And what's important is you and I living out the gospel truths in our lives. And, and so let's just back up a second and just say this. I want to I, I give you some homework if you would take it, and then you could call me back. But number one, demons are not, they, they do not dwell in believers. That's just not possible. Um, I don't believe that's biblical in any way whatsoever. So the idea of of casting out demons from believers, just not possible. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Light and darkness can't coexist. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. To think that the Holy Spirit would yield anything to a demonic realm in our lives is just, it's um, to be oppressed, to be outwardly. Um, and so, you know, guys like this, they create a new tag, demonized. Well, you know, and then associate some medical diagnosis, um, you know, the, uh, di- it's it's just not even, I'm a pastor, I don't even talk in this realm, we should have a doctor on uh, who's trained in this, um, but I can talk about the Bible, and I can talk about his personality, I could talk about why he's so popular right now, but he's not reflective of the love of Christ, he's the exact opposite in his behavior, and I'm not saying people can't have their opinions, I'm not saying that we can't be upset about certain things that are happening, but our our primary citizenship is in heaven, not on earth. And we should participate in the political arena. We should take advantage of the freedoms that we have. We should be upset with evil, for sure. 
uh, and some are called to do different things. But from the pulpit, the pulpit has one purpose, Sue. So here's your homework, okay? This is such an important topic for me as a pastor that I taught a Bible study. It's our, it was our Bible study for the new year, and I titled it, Are You a Peacemaker or a Troublemaker? And I would inv- I, I want to invite you to listen to that Bible study or watch it. You can on our website or on my app and and then take notes and call me back and tell me what you think about it. I would that's something that I can I, I just think you need to get this guy out of your life. He's not helpful. He's only f- fueling your flesh um, for the most part. I'm sure he says stuff from the Bible, but he's fuel, fueling your flesh fueling your flesh. He's a he's a bombastic, you know, instigator. This is what he is. He's not helping you grow in grace. He's not helping you grow in kindness. He's not helping you. I'm not saying you're not gracious or kindness, but this guy's not helping you. I'm pretty confident of that. Okay. Would you take me uh, up on my homework and then call me back? Sure. Okay, great. So it's yes. if you just go to the website or my or the app and put in the search bar peacemaker the or troublemaker, either one, um, you know, it's an unpopular message too, but I do think it reflects the biblical narrative of what believers need to be in the last days. And you can still participate in voicing your concerns in our culture. It's just, will you do it as a peacemaker or will you do it as a troublemaker? That's the important distinction. And this guy, from what he has presented He's a troublemaker. And if you told him that, he'd probably say, I don't care. This is what God's called me to do. Eh, you know, I'm not God, so he doesn't answer to me. I just know that some people are healthy for me. Some people are not healthy. And I would would want you to, if you were in our church, I would strongly encourage you to stay away from him. Okay, let me ask you this, can I? Um, uh, we have you know, like I, two minutes. I, okay, I was, I was listening to him last night. And, of course, with the stirring that he has stirred up and he has in the past said, you know, he's getting ready to unleash a lot of lot, a lot. And there's going to be is? a lot of people that's going to be coming against him. And oh, which yeah. I understand because some of the preachers in a lot of churches don't want to preach hard anymore. It's just, okay, slap the wrist. Okay. Pacify, pacify no. you. So he's called sure. out people that he said he's willing to pay a flight, gas, whatever, to come and have a discussion with him on this. Well, I think about that. I, I think about what he said there. Um, we've had watered-down gospel from the beginning of the early church. We've had uh, heresies and cults from the beginning in the book of Acts. And listen, listen, just listen to the flavor of that. I will pay for anybody to come out and fight with me. And I don't. I know he didn't use that word, but I would. I, I'll pay anybody to come out and argue with me. I'll pay for anybody to come out and debate with me. This is this is a pastor, and and setting it up to well, how how convenient it is to set it up that I'm I'm the martyr here. I'm the model of good ministry. So many people don't preach hard anymore, which isn't true. Um, that's not a true statement. Um, a lot of people have a stern. You can even preach hard with a soft approach. I mean, as long as you're preaching the truth. I mean, remember Jesus. Jesus was hard with the religious hypocrisy, but he was very soft towards sinners. And but he still was the embodiment of truth. So when I say soft, I don't mean he was compromising. And so this 
This brother is incendiary. He is using key words to stir up strife. He is, it's everything about what he just said last night is ridiculous. He is preaching to the crowd. That one of the reasons you're attracted to him, Sue, I think, is there, there is a confidence in him. There is a stand for truth and righteousness, things that you value. You should value someone that's confident. You should value the someone that stands for righteousness. But in love, and I know you'd say, oh, you know, this love is speak the truth. And Well, you know, I don't know if you, if you had a grandson acting like that or a, a son, I wonder if you would treat him differently and go, you know what, son, I hear what you're saying. Um, I, 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 I see you trying to say something, but I can't hear it because you're, your personality and your delivery um, is not helpful to the Christian cause. And I mean, just compare his behavior to the faithful, the ministry of Jesus Christ. And um, we're at the end of the show, so I got to go, Sue. Listen to that. Get back to me. I'd love to continue the conversation, okay? For uh, my son, David, please. Father, we pray for David, even in all of this, and this is the meat of our phone call. I lift up David to you, Lord, I, and I, I lift up Sue. You know, I just think every time a mom brought their son to you, Lord, you touched them and you ministered to them. So I do pray for Sue, even in her longing for truth and strong men of God to preach boldly. I pray, God, that you would provide that to her in a way that men that you've anointed and used in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sue, for listening. God bless you. This is the end of the program. God bless you guys. Such a great opportunity to be with you. Great conversations. Even when we disagree, it's okay. Uh, We're in the Lord. Let's go forward for grace. Get to church this weekend. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.